Let us be attentive. The Lord will give strength to his people. Bring to the Lord, O sons of God, bring to the Lord honor and glory. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, Christ is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down the diving wall of hostility by abolishing in his flesh the law of commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby bringing the hostility to an end. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and sojourners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built into it for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Peace be with you, the reader. arise let us hear the holy gospel peace be with you all the reading is from the holy gospel according to saint luke let us be attentive At that time, as Jesus drew near to Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. In hearing a multitude going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, 
Proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A long time ago, in a land far, far away, there was a wealthy gentleman in the city of Amnia, uh, today located in north-central Turkey. Now, God had blessed him with goods and riches of all kinds in abundance, fields, vineyards, flocks, a wife, and many children. Having lived many years, he was surrounded not only by his numerous possessions, but also by a large and growing family, including many, many grandchildren. His sole care, however, was to please God and to put his riches at the service of his neighbor. So filled was he with love of his neighbor, he could not bear to see or even hear of anyone in need. He gave without calculation whatsoever to the needy who came to his door, and he ran to meet every homeless wanderer in order to provide him with food and shelter. And the Lord looked favorably upon this man increasing his riches in the same measure as he was giving them away. Now, by the envy of the devil and by the permission of God, this righteous man was put to the test, as the much-suffering Job was and had been so many centuries before him. Robbers came and stole all of his money, and a succession of misfortunes soon left him in almost utter poverty, leaving him with almost a useless piece of property, some oxen, a donkey, a horse, a cow and a calf, and some beehives. Now, brothers and sisters, how would you feel if you were in this man's shoes? How would you respond to your radically altered circumstances? Well, in spite of having come down in the world so rapidly, crashing down and so far from the upper class of society, neither a complaint nor a grumbling word against God passed through the lips of this man. On the contrary, he rejoiced and gave thanks to God for having relieved him from the burden of riches and possessions. 
On Thanksgiving Day, it is customary to go around the table and ask what each of us is thankful for. I wonder if any of us here thanked God for taking riches and possessions away from us. I wonder if any of us, like this man, gave thanks to the Almighty for humbling us and glorified God for the difficulties and misfortunes that we face in this life. St. Paul tells us to give thanks in all circumstances, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And St. James even challenges us with this exhortation, consider it all joy when you face various difficulties. One day as this man was going with his two remaining oxen to plow a field and hopefully provide some food for his family by his labors, he came upon a peasant whose oxen had just died. Forgetful, of course, of his own poverty and hearkening only to the voice of compassion for his neighbor, he gave his last two oxen to that peasant. Meeting a man who had just lost his horse and in need of one for his own livelihood, this good man again gave him his one remaining horse. Since he was giving away his remaining possessions just as freely as he was in the days of his prosperity, he was soon without his cow, without his calf, his donkey, without his beehive, and even the coat on his back. Needless to say, his wife and his children could not restrain their tears and frustration with his, as they saw it, goody-two-shoes behavior and yelled at him for having given them up to certain starvation. Stripped now of all his possessions and having died completely to this world and the things of the world, he surrendered his whole being into the care and mercy of God. Now at that time, around the middle of the 8th century, emissaries from the royal court of Constantinople, Constantinople were traveling throughout the empire seeking young ladies and a good family from among whom a wife could be chosen for the young emperor Constantine VI. Arriving at the city of Amnia, the virtuous old man received them into his home with what little he had, if anything, and being given provisions by his own neighbors around him so he could entertain the strangers, he gave them whatever he could. But so impressed were they with his virtuous character, his cheerful but noble demeanor, and his Abraham-like hospitality, they chose two of his granddaughters, Mary and Marinthus, to return with them to the royal palace in Constantinople. When the maidens were presented to the emperor, the spiritual beauty of their souls, trained up in virtue by their godly grandfather, so enhanced their physical beauty that they immediately prevailed over all of the other contenders. The Emperor Constantine VI took Mary as his wife and united Marinthus with one of his high-ranking officials. And then 
he called the righteous old man to his side at the palace to work there, giving him even greater riches than he had before. A Cinderella-like tale, brothers and sisters, it sounds like, from the life of Saint Philaret the Merciful, whom we commemorate today in our church calendar. But the story does not end there. After receiving this renewed wealth and distinction, what did this lover of virtue, for this is what his name, Philaretos, means, do? He prepared a sumptuous feast to which he invited all of the poor, the old, and the disabled from the entire city. After that, he would spend his days going about the streets, accompanied by a servant carrying three pouches, one full of gold coins, the other full of silver coins, and a third of copper coins. Whenever a poor person asked for alms, Saint Philaret, without looking, would dip his fingers into one of the three pouches and offer to the beggar whatever he pulled out, making himself a simple instrument of the mercy of God who knows the need of each person. Towards the very end of his life, God revealed to righteous Philaret even the day of his own departure from this life, the day of his death. And so he gathered his family around him to share these saving words of wisdom and instruction, words we must also take to heart, brothers and sisters. My children, said this beautiful saint, preparing to pass over to the next life. Do not forget hospitality. Visit those who are sick or in prison. Watch over widows and orphans. See to the burial of those who die in poverty. Make sure that you attend the services of the church regularly. Do not covet the goods of others. Speak no ill of anyone, he said. And do not be glad in the misfortunes that happen to your enemies. Always do as you have seen me do in my life, so that God will keep you under his protection. After these blessed words, with a radiant and joyful face and an air of sweet fragrance about him, he gave up his soul to God, to the God that he had entrusted his entire being and his everything. Let us also, brothers and sisters, seek out the will of God in everything that we do, as did blessed Philaret, and be lovers of virtue for the love of God and for the love of our neighbor. And to our God be the glory and the power forever. Amen. Please rise.